Welcome back to the Clem Throne Blodgecast. You are listening to the Clem Throne Blodgecast here with Cabra and Ash and... From Clem the Throne and from the Blodgecast here with our first ever episode above 100 episodes. And in 2018. In 2018, yeah, that's true. Um, how do you think it went in the last uh, episode? I know you had a big, massive editing mission ahead of you to get it out. <laughs> I enjoyed listening to it. It was a lot of fun. I do notice you're sitting above the area you vomited in. I am, yeah. I am. The, <laughs> the floor the carpet ain't looking too bad. Tough cleanup? Considering. Um, no, I don't think Just it was too bad, in. man. Got the dogs in. Was drunk probably when I cleaned, so this, the vomit bit wasn't too bad, and then it was just a good excuse to tidy up a bit. Then I bought new things, and I've got boxes and crap everywhere, so it doesn't stay tidy for too long. Bloody hell. Just notice my audio levels are extremely low compared to yours. Am I too high? Nah, nah. It's all good. Mm. Anyway, enough yeah. about that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 2018. Are we going to chat about some tunes that we heard last year? Is that what we're going to aim towards today? Well, as riveting as you sounded <laughs> right now, yes, we are. <laughs> it's one of the things we're going to do. There's a few things to discuss. I guess first off the bat, <laughs> no pun intended, mm. was I uh, had the gig or oh, gitch as it's called the other week. Two of them, in fact. Well, one gig, one abortion. <laughs> <laughs> What um, yeah, that was good, man. Because uh, yeah, it was, it's a weird thing having an album launch after an album is out. I can't imagine we've done that before. Three months later, actually, but our first gig in Perth since the album came out, I think. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. Um, Amps is always good. I think the. I don't know. The scene in Perth seems to be on the decline in terms of payers at gigs. Uh, I was still mm. totally fine with the, the turnout. It was cool. Nice vibe and everything. But just in general, there's a lot of talk around, um, you know, about potential theories as to why that could be happening. And but anyway, people were definitely noticing it. And then we did Bunbury the next night, which was, um, yeah, that really taught us what a bad turnout is like. <laughs> How many payers? Uh, there was about 30. Really? <clears throat> which is pretty good. If I'd Holy known crap. about 30 payers, I'd be moderately okay with it but then um yeah i don't know just like by the time we were finished like midnight it just dwindled away there was no um no mm-hmm. vibe whatsoever and um and people just gradually were filtering out and um <clears throat> had those lights shining on my face the whole set so i actually couldn't tell how little people were watching us oh i could. so i was sort of <laughs> i could and drunk i was just like acting like i was playing in front of fifty thousand people yeah and then the gig finished, the lights went out, and then I saw Nina, and that was it. Oh, so you legitimately couldn't see how empty it was in there? Oh, not really. Like, I knew it was empty, but, mm. yeah, didn't think it was as bad as, as it was. Yeah. yeah, it's really crazy how, you know, a scene can essentially become unsustainable. Like, 30 payers barely, if anything, covers venue slash PA hire, if that. Fuel. <laughs> Fuel. Oh, well, forget about fuel. I yeah. mean, if you came from Bunbury, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it wouldn't even sure. work. So yeah, let alone come. Well, there out. seems to be gigs most weeks in Bunbury, and I'm wondering mm. if it's just too much for people, and you know, money wise and time wise, or we suck. Or, or we suck. Absolutely, yeah. yeah that's yeah. the first possibility. Uh, and it's not the first time we've had a bad gig in Bunbury. I think we must have played there six times almost, or yeah. less. And I can only really remember one or two that were mm. good. <laughs> 
Yeah, we've had a couple of half-decent turnouts there. And they're look, to be honest, they've always been fun. Mm-hmm. I did have a ripper of an evening. Oh, we have a great time regardless. Yeah, yeah so no so, complaints. Yeah, who really cares? But at the same time, I think if we're booking shows again at this point, until we see a reason to do otherwise... I wouldn't say we'd go back down there for a, a bit. No, no, absolutely not. It and we've said that time. before as well. Yeah. But the the only reason this even happened was because trying to find other regional areas in WA to play where you can do a local metal gig, just impossible. It was it was seeming anyway, like Southwest and Geraldton stuff, anywhere within driving distance was just, you know, people would humour you for a bit, but then never actually book anything and then just go, oh, no, actually it's not going to work. Look, so Bunbury is the only one you can really book something. This is my thought on the matter. You know, back in the day, I remember a band like Butterfly Effect mm. who really got a name for themselves by just buying a van or getting a van. One of them had a van and just I think they were in Queensland and just going from north to further south and all the way back up again, playing each and every town in between. And then Parrot did that as well a couple of years back, and that sort of worked out the same for those guys, and it built a huge thing. So, touring's pretty huge, right? The other side of it is that we don't hear about their utterly shithouse turnouts. The thing is, is they put on a yeah show as if they're playing to 50,000 people, and then people are like, wow, that was amazing. I feel so lucky I was one of two people watching (laughs) King Parrot in their prime. Um, they're coming back through. They're not coming to my small hometown, but they're coming to the giant town one hour from here, you know? And then I think you you start off hitting every place. And then if you back it up like a few months later, your name's still fresh and you just book like a regular venue, just earshot from like a bunch of different localities. And then that particular show ends up being worthwhile. I think that's the idea, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then eventually after a while, the regional people like you so much they're happy enough to drive to a city or whatever and then you've suddenly got a fan base or whatever mm-hmm. word of mouth but for i mean for guys like us we used to kind of do that and we used to pull decently like we'd have some shitty regional turnouts but over east we've had some pretty good turnouts too we have yeah um but yeah it's really hard to just continually do that without sacrificing your job mm-hmm Especially when you're living in Perth and there's not a whole lot of towns to go. I mean, we've spoken to other musicians from over east and, you know, if you're based in Sydney or something like that, perhaps you could do that, you know. It's still hard with a job, but, you know, if, if you did it every weekend for a while, if you committed to that, you never know. Or, you know, um, that whole touring circuit idea of trading off bands and everyone just the, – the whole scene and circuit keeps flowing and so you don't have the same bands every single time but there's always something on and just gradually building the scene. Yeah, considering we're planning to drive from Adelaide to Melbourne in a day, play a show one night and then show Melbourne the next night, yeah, you could easily do that if you're in Melbourne. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Friday night we're playing in, I don't know, Frankston. (laughs) Saturday night we're playing in Adelaide. Sunday night we're playing in some other regional locale on the way back from Adelaide. You know, like you could do little crazy runs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you say, you probably could do it for like 10 weeks straight. Mm. Hit tons of places and probably only ever have to take one or two days off mm. out of there. Yeah. A few public holidays here and there perhaps. Mm. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. It's tough though because there's always metalheads in every small town. Like There definitely is. Uh, promo is difficult, but also, yeah, venues and, oh, man. 
I just don't see it in WA how it's even feasible. Yeah. Like, I'd love to see what King Parrot do on their next run if they just stick to Perth and maybe Settlers or something mm. and keep it at that or if they do a bunch of little stuff as well. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Mm. But, I mean, even the um, the international shows are, and seem to be not coming to Perth going forward. True. Um, you know, you're still going to be getting your odd ones. Um, there was one last night. Would have liked to know how that went. Leprous were playing at Badlands. Mm. I've never even heard of them. Um, yeah, so don't know. I imagine that would have probably been moderate flop, but I don't know. It didn't go, so who knows? Mm. Um, but yeah, so just the whole thing. I don't, I don't know if that's like a yeah scene thing or if it's a, an internet thing. People prefer to watch Netflix and don't have any money anymore to go out. It's all too hard. Yeah, don't know. Maybe just different styles of metal are big now. Yeah. Or, or like you know, people are reverting to India, India, mm-hmm. <laughs> indie, or um, you know, crust punk or stoner doom. That stuff's pretty yeah. happening at the yeah, moment. It is, yeah. So, how was your set anyway on the weekends? Felt alright. Friday was a few good. new songs. Enjoyed, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> Saturday night was also good, but yeah, I had um, made the most of the afternoon's trip down. Mm. So the alcohol was all? definitely kicking in by that <laughs> stage. I was struggling in parts. Yeah. But uh, I was strangely having a blast on stage in Bunbury. Too, I don't know why, because it was just like having a weird sort of jam thing yeah. on stage and real drunk. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then, yeah, driving back at two in the morning, that was fucking mm. tough. Being the, uh, what do they call it? Riding shotgun. <laughs> oh, yeah, trying yeah. to, you know, keep the driver awake, etc. Yeah. That's always a bit um, challenging because, yeah, I wanted to just nod off mm-hmm. for a second there, especially after a huge couple of days. Yeah. All in all, whatever. Yeah. I had my new rig for the weekend. First gigs with that, which I was real, really enjoyed. Yeah. New Jackson 7 and uh, EVH 5153 Mini. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it was real fun. It's been a while since I haven't done digital dick on stage. So having that <laughs> real like beefy ass tube sound cranked from a little mini head that I can now take on tour was pretty exciting. A surprisingly good tone, hey? Yeah, like, I mean, such a is it surprising? Package. Well, it's probably not surprising, mm. but just from a small Yeah, package, you wouldn't you know. expect it to, to crank that hard. Yeah. And even in Bunbury when we were doing line check and I'd quote unquote cranked the fuck out of it at one quarter of the volume and the, oh, really? the sound guy's like, yeah, you need to turn that down. <laughs> what? Yeah. I did hear him saying that, but I didn't, I wasn't standing in front yeah, of it. Yeah, that's as far up as I turned it and it sounded fucking loud. And yeah. he, he was like, I'm not going to be able to mix that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wasn't going to be able to mix much else by the sounds of yeah. the previous bands. But um, yeah, man, that was really cool. Any troubles dialing it in or pretty much sounds good in most it just sounds good and i think you were saying to me just start halfway on all the knobs and tinker it for wherever you are and you know in a pinch easy. it's a good way to sort of see what an amp's doing because you know some things like the mesa dual rectifiers i don't know probably all mesa amps they what you do with the mids affects the highs mm-hmm. as well, like they all are. I can't remember the word for it, but they're um, they're all sort of linked together in some way. So I think you start. I don't know if you start at twelve o'clock, but you sort of start top to bottom with them. And I think yeah, if you start twisting things and they start sounding weird, if you're going from zero, 
to just full or half, mm-hmm. it's it's a bit more difficult to notice any subtleties. Yep. Especially on stage with other people doing a similar thing at the time. Yeah. But yeah, sounded good. Anyway, man. yeah, it was it was easy, man. So easy to set up now as well. Just plug it into the wall and plug in a lead and a speaker cable and mm. on the way. Uh, loving the fan frets, a lot easier to play for mm. me and a couple of extra frets than I'm used to, which is handy. Yeah, that's um, true. Um, easier to do willy weights, strings are, feel nice, fast neck, I guess. Yeah, it's cool, uh, man. And I guess you're comfortable. Um, back on the old EMGs. Yeah, I guess that's Which is, you know, if that's something, something that you've like. always enjoyed. Helps to cover my little, um, bung notes. Yeah, so this amp, just having a look at it, will work here and in Europe. Mm. So if we did do a US tour. Funnily enough, when it came, this is what I got. Europlug. Europlug. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, um, so yeah, keep on to that, eh? Yeah. And then the Tube Man, you can probably use in America or by then. Like my little weird idea, this is going to sound sort of silly. A lot of US amps. Switch power with Japan as well. Not all of them, but a lot of them because I think Japan's one, let's say 110 and US is 120. Euro and Australia is all like 230, 240 or whatever. So, yeah, you can kind of, I reckon if you bought a second one, not saying you should, but if we were touring a lot, that's that would be my plan. Just order one in from the States yeah, and have a touring rig for that side of the world and a touring rig for that side yeah. of the world and home. You'd be sorted. You wouldn't have to fuck around. Same amp every time. About hiring one over there. Or the one-off chant time we actually go to America to play. Perfect. Yeah. Why not? Hey. Yeah. Less baggage to take. Yeah. And even Europe almost, but yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Yep. So enjoyable, man. Yeah. Dug it. Real happy and real easy. So it's good. Cranking and more inclined to pick up the guitar at home now as well which I've been doing the last few nights, even if it's just for like quick little 10-minute shred, mm. it's a lot easier just to quickly plug and play and go and it sounds awesome and I have a great time. It's before there's a lot of, yeah, flicking of knobs and plugging shit in and moving around and just... And you were getting toned through a computer? Yeah, So now exactly. you're just doing it through the amp? So through the cab, yeah. Sick. Yeah, that's cool though. Yeah. Makes a difference. Hmm, interesting. The end. It was good to see Al Smith at our gig the other night. Yeah, fair few Podge listeners arrived. At Definitely, the gig. yeah. A lot of them did speak about episode 100, but yeah, it was great. They <laughs> did, yeah. It came out that day. Oh, that's right. It did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Because they are, yeah, Al was saying he was listening to it on the way to the gig. And yep. he had the other more of it to go, I think, on the way back. Yeah. Yeah, pretty hilarious. <laughs> That's probably my favourite thing about playing in Perth, especially just knowing people in the crowd. And, um, yeah, just certain people that rock up and it's, it's a good feeling and it's fun to play in front of them. It's fun to do. It's very rare to find. <laughs> so, another year. What's on the cards for this prick of a thing? Tour next week? Yeah, tour starting next week. Which I'm looking forward to. Man, it's just because it's 10 a.m. on a hot first day and I'm a bit hungover. Don't let my night fool you. My voice fool you. I'm happy. Um, Happy. No, not a huge night. Probably from my text, you could tell that there's a few deep. Yeah, that's true. Mine too. um, But yeah, it was good. You were playing a bit of tunes at home? Yeah, first first 
sort of demo of 2018. First time I've tried to play guitar for probably three months as well, as is evident from the shitty demo I sent you. No, I, I didn't see anything wrong with it, although I was drunk as well. I haven't listened to it this morning. Yeah, don't. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, just a bit of fun because, yeah, I've moved house and, yeah, pretty much shut down my gear a few weeks ago. Another reason why the podge took so fucking long. Um, and, yeah, finally set up in a new room, you know, 75% set up, got the bare essentials there so I can just yeah, get shit going and do a podge, waiting for the internet to get connected. Oh, uh, they're such a great company. Uh, <laughs> um, they're like, they send you that text, get excited mm. because your internet's going to be connected <laughs> in about 14 days time. <laughs> when we moved here, it actually was up and running real quick. Really? Like maybe the second day or something. Really? Yeah. Yeah, maybe ours is already, but they haven't notified me so maybe i'll plug into modem and see mm. what happens today but not, yeah not mbn eh? nah it's mbn comes there in march mm. so not long it's funny too because they're like moving house let's make it easy just plug in your new address yeah. so i plugged in my new address they charge me the same standard connection fee that they would if you'd just come off the street for the first time yeah no benefits to doing that whatsoever yeah. and friends with the benedicts eh? <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so... We, I think we teed up a little list of shit to talk about, yeah, albums-wise. Yeah. Well, every... Traditionally, Claim the Throne yeah. have always been friends. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've tried to do some album of the year lists. Actually, one other housekeeping thing. Mm. We've been doing a lot of interviews the last couple of weeks for the upcoming tour. Written oh, and phone. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Suss you out because I was pissing myself at your answers yesterday and I was like, after you do a few... And then you just like don't even take the question seriously sometimes and just start taking the piss, which I was hell laughing. But I've been quite enjoying it. And if you, I don't know if you've noticed any trends with the questions or what people They're are interested different. in or whatever. Hey, They're slightly different than normal. The questions? Yeah. They seem a bit more um, specific to us. A lot of the – in the past, I think ah. we've got just generic questions. But this time people seem to – Sort yeah. of know things about us, I guess. Yeah, I guess I didn't really pick up on that, but yeah, you're mm. right. They are very specific like that. Mm. I also mean in the way that they kind of ask, it's like they're self-aware. Now, we know you get asked this all the time, yeah. so we're going to ask the same thing in a slightly <laughs> different way. Yeah. But that's been good. And I, I know that some of my answers might sound funny. Um, they're not designed to be hilarious. Look, it, it was pretty much the one where... It, asked you to give an introduction for every band member yeah, and yeah, tell yeah. us about them all. Yeah. And you're like, you know, what am I going to say about yeah, yeah. every band member? So uh, you just like- roll myth or- You just said fact. hell funny shit about each, each member, which was really good. Most of it was true as well. It would definitely. That's probably why I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so me and you did all the written ones and Dicey did all the phone ones, I think. And then you and Jesse and Dicey went into the radio for one- yeah, the other week fun. at RTR, yeah. and yeah, I did notice there's a on the RTR website. There's a link to it and a little blurb thing that the guy's written from that show, and he does say after ten years they're finally back with a new album. So I don't know if he thinks we've been apart for ten years as opposed to being a band for ten years. Yada yada yada. Dicey D I C E Y. He was very. He was very He's tired a bit dicey because he. Referred to Tim as a band member who was just there hanging out. Um, a few, a few funny things that he kind of 
said like saying that how he went to Korea last year, whereas I don't think it's it was it's 2014. Four years ago, we went to Korea. So just little things like that, yeah. I mean, I don't expect anyone to do buckets of research. Oh, no, hell no. No, I mean, it's awesome enough that they're even willing to help us out or show some interest and it's it's extra things for us to promote. It's real good for grant acquittal Mm. to have all interviews Mm. and reviews and photographers and stuff at shows and any stuff like that. Does that go down all right then? What? Because we did get the what? <laughs> we did get the grant like a long time ago, yeah. and then took a year to release the album. Yeah, yeah. So they know what's going on. I have to keep them updated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. You have to get approval to change the project end date. Yeah. Yeah. Which we've got. So uh, yeah. But we'll if just... we're complying with all the stuff, then we're all good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Totally. And cool. on that, there is grants out there available now. One closing in two weeks' time for Australia Council. All you Aussie mus- musicians out there should have a look. Just Google the Australia Council, and uh, there's all sorts of categories for touring, recording, whatever. And yeah, it's actually not a overly grueling process on there either. A lot easier than what the um, WA Grants Department is. Mm. So worth a shot. Anyway, back to reality. The primitive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, number five so on Ash's list, list for 2017. Uh, number five, man, I had the toughest time getting a fucking list together as per normal. I was explaining to Cabba before the podcast, I'm not the kind of guy, I, I intend every year to listen to every single new release, but after you listen to five of them and realize they're unsigned high school bands from <laughs> um, Midwestern America, start to figure like, how do I find new bands? Like, how do I do this? And you know, Sleet's list that we do, it's always well into the year after yep. because he has to rely on, you know, his own research, but also other people putting best of lists together so he can, um, you know, find out about bands he didn't hear of that slipped through the cracks and stuff. He's very th- thorough. Whereas a guy like me, fuck, I'm not going to, I don't know if it pops up, but then I suffer through all the big bands. Any band who's signed who gets a bit of promo and that's all I hear about that's coming out. Yep. So, anyway, a big struggle again. For me, though, I do have an album from 2017, number five for me, Paul Bearer, Heartless. Mm. It was on the original list of upcoming release albums at the start of the year. Man, I had this when I was doing mine. Like, like even an album like that, I can't believe that is from 2017 even. Feels like ages I, ago. It does, yeah. So, and normally each year I would go through and look up... Um, you know, albums that are out this year and then just see what was out. But this year I didn't really do that at all. I feel like I didn't keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. But then I've gone to write some things down and I couldn't believe the amount of stuff that came out in 2017. That was a pretty big one. Pretty big one in the metal world, I reckon. Paul Bearer. Yeah, I think it's good. It's Made quite a big a impact. Pleasant listen. And I do like the production on it a fair bit. Mm. Uh, again, it's not gonna. it's not going to hit my top. 10 albums of all time, but in a year where I probably only listened to 10 or 20 new albums, that um, that snuck into my top five. Sick. What about you? Mine is uh, Morse Principium Est. Oh, yeah. Uh, Embers of a Dying World. Okay, cool. And I think I chatted about that on a bunch you of did. episodes. It was like one of my most anticipated ones for ages. That's right, yeah. Um, but I've still been listening to it quite a bit. It's real cool. Yeah. Ripping guitaring. Pretty good songs, so yeah, whatever. Changed much over the years? 
that band. Yeah. Barely. Nah. Perhaps um, the early days they might have been a little bit thrashier. Now yeah. they're a bit more symphonic maybe or oh, I, don't, okay. I don't know. But not really. Nah. Overall, mm. they're pretty standard album after album. Um, yeah. But it's pretty cool. Good listen. Sweet. Number four. For Ish. Uh, the top 100 Ish countdown. This this is such a tough list for me. Okay, number four is a band I heard about this year that I mentioned on the podcast um, called True Widow. I was actually listening to it on the way here. The album is Avolgear. It was my album of the week a while ago. I heard about it from one Al Smith while we were doing some drum recording in October, I think it was, and it really captured me. And, yeah, I can put it on almost at any time of any day. And just listen to the whole album and not even notice it's gone by. Like, it's just a pleasant listen. What uh, genre is it? Listen, uh, I don't even know. I'm not good with genres. Metal, like though, obviously? No. No. Uh, sort of like like some sort of rock. Lots of reverb on the vocals. Pretty awesome. low key. You might call it lo-fi, but I think it's like quite a nice recording. I don't know. If Did it come out this year or you just heard it about it this year? It came out in 2016. Awesome. But I only heard about it this year. Cool. So There's no rules in this podge yeah yeah i'm not too fussed on that mm-hmm. so yeah i enjoyed it quite a lot and honestly i had a hard time not putting this at number one wow yeah i really enjoy putting yeah. it on man i can't wait to listen to it still haven't i don't remember you talking about it yeah it's something that we could put on right now in the background and it wouldn't distract us but then if you were to just like hone in on an actual song you'd go oh that's really cool mm. like it's a pleasant listen and and cold sound and cold yeah number four cover <laughs> Uh, Firespawn, The Reprobate. What is that? It's got, uh, it's like a bit of a super group. It's members of, uh, Entombed, Unleashed, Defleshed, I think. Bunch of Swedish musos. Yeah. So, it's sort of like Entombed, but heavier. Like an extreme metal version. Okay. Of, uh, Entombed, I guess. Cool. Um, uh, but yeah, really good. I think I spoke about, it might have been an album of a week, once or twice, three a year. Yeah, I would think, right, that all of the albums we mentioned at some point probably were albums of the week mm. and either one of us weren't listening or our brains were too Well, much. maybe that's why they feel like they're not new albums because we've already talked about them before mm. and now they're... Yeah, they're kind of like, name's reminiscent, but I could just be thinking of, um, ah, oh, fucking Terror 2000 song, the word fire in it. <laughs> yeah, a weird band name, I guess, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I think the last couple of years, this old school groovy death metal thing is making a bit of a comeback. Definitely, yeah. Start what you um, reignited by Bloodbath those years ago, you reckon? Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Probably. Um, but there seems to be a lot of upcoming new bands doing that sort of thing and mm. also Thrash. And Cold. And Cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, cool. I'll have to check him out. Yeah, I, I think, you'd, you know, whatever. It's just an album, really. Not groundbreaking, but it's cool. What's the bronze medal for you? Bronze medal for me is, of course, a podcast. <laughs> um, there is, I love your list. I'm so. going to give it to a to a one podcast <laughs> slash another podcast. Okay. Um, I discovered a lot of podcasts this year that I just have fucking eaten up whole. So it was actually really hard to do. But there's one called Recording Studio Rockstars, and yeah, the guy gets on. Mostly just engineers and stuff and talks to them. But I find his questions are extremely interesting. 
and the guys are just willing to just talk about heaps of stuff where sometimes they're a bit like cash and don't explain themselves too much. They just give little shitty answers. These guys actually have good discussions and bring in a lot of interesting topics. So, that's really cool. And the other one is called Noise Creators. Oh, I've got Noise Creators uh, subscribed. I think I listened to one episode oh, ages ago yeah. and just didn't get around to it. Yeah. I, was, I don't know if it's quite your bag, but same thing. It's like, quite a popular show. Is it? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, he has a lot of popular guys on that have done some pretty cool slash iconic albums. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he asked just different questions. I think that's why I like these two is that he uh, they actually repetitively ask the same questions, but they're quite different to other podcasts. Yeah. Bronze medal for you. Wicked. Oh, man, now that I'm hearing your list, I want to give it to Zelda on the Nintendo Switch. Oh. But <laughs> I won't. I'll refrain. You've been smashing that? Yeah, man. Really good. Yeah, for fans of... um, I don't Zelda? Know. Fans of Zelda. I've ne- ne- never actually played Zelda much on um mm. the old school Nintendo, but... Uh, but- I did used to play a lot of um, Morrowind on Elder Scrolls, and it's a lot like that where there's just like insane amount of um, side quests and huge map and that sort of thing. Anyway, back onto uh, the metal, the bronze medal for 2017 for me is Pelorian Obsidian Arc. Again, didn't even realize it was from Christ, that year. That's from this year. Yeah, that probably must have come out really early in Damn. 2017. I love having uh, you and I do a list because you always. Remind me of shit I forgot about. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Good uh, choice, man. Yeah. And I think we've spoken about enough on this bloody podge to keep crapping on about it, but it's pretty cool. So that was Cheers, right mate. at the start of the year. Can you neck that for me, please? Oh, yeah. Hang on. And don't spew. You know, my funniest quote, my funniest quote, my favorite quote from the episode 100 was um, give us another, <laughs> give us ah. another export, please. Are oh, you going to yak? No. Oh, I did. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh. <coughs> yeah, I don't scalp. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, I thought you were just like major heartburn <laughs> <laughs> and cold. <laughs> you know, I'm really looking forward to, as you would know, uh, three days off in Sydney. <laughs> Cabra yeah, and Ash, there will be some live podges of us pub crawling, I reckon. I can't wait. Um, that was so funny, yeah. man. I was just about to say, after you vomited on the last podcast mm. in exactly the same position you're sitting right now, uh, we were drinking EU Export and you're like, yeah, yeah, give us one of those. And I'm like, you want another one? And you go, yes, another shot of Export, please. Good <laughs> 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 fun. Anyway, <sighs> pub crawling in Sydney, going to be listening to Scott Yeah, because Dicey will be busy on those days off, catching up on his tour and work and stuff. Ray will actually be back at work because he's in Sydney where he lives. Why not work? And Jesse will be flown home because there's no place like home. So it'll just be me and you left to destroy Sydney. <laughs> or destroy ourselves in Sydney. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, hasn't Roy got us planned? Um, uh, I always go to say Mount Henry's, but a young Henry's. Yeah. Pub crawl? He has. Well, at least that's the plan, I think. And oh, he was going to do it. finish off at Young Henry's? No. Each different routing of pub crawl that he creates for us are all <laughs> going to end at that kebab shop. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to join us on some of these? Uh, I don't know, man, because it's weeknights. It's Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday. It's going to be hard. We are catching up with Andy Dowling, cool. which I'm excited for, from the Antisocial and the Band Lord. And self-starter podcast. <laughs> and <laughs> episode marketing, 100 marketing. of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, cool, finally. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to probably go out of my way to 
catch up with any other people and just enjoy fapping around. Yeah, obviously Aaron from Bainham Asilda will oh, yep. an appearance. Well, p- perhaps we can have a little jam one day in his studio or something yeah, if he's free sure. have a hang. That'd be good. Where I want to go is uh, last time I was in Sydney, not on band business, caught up with Ray and Aaron in this little bar just around the corner from Ray's house and they have all mugs on the ceiling with people's names on them. All right. And so they get a little stick and they get the Roy mug off the top and they pour Roy his beer <laughs> oh, in that. Pretty good. Get out. So, hey. yeah, that would be a good place yeah, to go. Yeah, cool. I'm sure that's on the list. Yep. But, yeah, keen to just kick back and have a beer with Have been guys. to Sydney about a thousand times. Have pretty much not seen a lot. Mm. And we won't. We'll, well be I mean, I mean even if we went to, like, the harbour or something, be cool have a that. few beers there and then young Henry pub crawl our way back to Surrey Hills. <laughs> Oh, our life is good. Uh, all right, we're into the opening partnership for both of us. Okay. Silver medal, second on the um, batting order. This is tough for me um, and somewhat sacrilegious. You know, if I'd remembered Pelorian, this would actually give me three 2017 albums in this year. Okay, that's a lot. Um, but yeah, for my second 2017 album, it is Winter Sun, The Forest Seasons. At number two, At I'm number amazed. Two. I can't wait for number one then. <sighs> So, anyway, what more can I say about it that I haven't already? Yeah. But we, like anyway, we with, still enjoy it, it more than ever. Uh, I wouldn't say more than ever, but it's, it hasn't gone away. When we did the tour with them, it really did peak and yeah, seeing all those songs sure. live, which we've crapped on endlessly about enough, I think. Yeah, it, it, it's a grower. And I think time was the same. Like, I didn't, I enjoyed, I was titillated by it at first, but yeah, it took a while to grow. Yeah. How about you? What's your number two? Ailstorm, No Grave But The Sea. Really? Yeah. Holy crap. I don't think I've listened to a single song off it. Maybe seen a film yeah. clip. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Pretty funny film clips. No, I love it. And it's just, don't know. One of those bands I feel like I shouldn't really enjoy anymore. Like, it's it's kid music or whatever, but I really enjoy it. It's full of energy, real well-written songs. They've probably got a formula that they stick to these days. I don't know. But I think the song's really cool, really catchy. And... Ripping guitar shredding, and I've always enjoyed their production. Mm. Um, so cool, yeah. that's a- and you know, when you're doing a, a list, I've, it's probably the one I've listened to the most in the year. Oh, yeah. So, and yeah, I don't know because just yeah, I don't know from hanging around the house, don't always want brooding doom of summoning or something. Yeah, so yeah. and my partner listens to a lot of power metal, and I get a bit sick of that sometimes too. So, Al Storm's mm. like a good middle ground, yeah. Uh, yeah, just fun. Gets you in a good mood. Yeah, interesting. And yeah, again, that's why that True Widow, I really wanted to put it right at the top because it probably is my most listened to, mm-hmm. even though I only found out about it four or five months ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cool. Interesting. I like all those points. And left field, always like that. Mm. So I'm going to have to listen to another one. <laughs> uh, number one for me, we're going back to 1999. <laughs> it is- Summoning Stronghold, uh, as of course we've crafted on about every episode. This is one of those albums that I've attempted to listen to, like constantly since maybe fucking I don't know twenty nine, twenty ten, when you first told me that it's like Ian's favourite music. Always gave it a shot. It never quite hit home. And then on that tour we did at the start of the year with Darker Half. I had it on a playlist with, and by the way, in brackets, summoning Oathbound. And that's what I was listening to. Come Oathbound. Come Oathbound. (laughs) (laughs) Listening to that on planes and in vans. Yeah. 
having the best time, it just suddenly completely clicked. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's my number one album for the year. Most listened to quite easily. I love that your top album for 2017 is Summoning Stronghold. That it just makes my day. <laughs> no, not bad. Mine's Winter Sun, Forest Seasons. Yeah. Just chucked it up the top. What a anti-climax that would be. More interesting, a couple of um, in Neddy Noodle fashion, I'll give a couple that just missed the cut. Oh, the Honourable Mentions? Honourable Mentions. I yeah, I didn't realise how many albums I've listened to from the the year just gone. So, yeah. The New Decapitated, I liked a lot. Oh, yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah, that was probably unfortunate was... not to make the, yeah, the cut. okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I think that's really cool, even though it's not their brutal death that they're renowned for. They don't do that shit anymore, but sick guitar tone, cool vocals. I don't know. I dig it. Uh, the new Soen, pretty ah, good. Also from I did the year just gone. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't think it's, mm. I don't know, didn't quite grab me as much as their old stuff, but it's still good. Listen, Nocturnal Mortem, if you heard their new one, but that's pretty ripping. Black folk, sort of, mostly black metal and. Cold. Possibly Nazi. I don't know. Oh, you know, white supremacist hate shit. Don't you hate finding that out. But I don't know. I just don't even want to know. Uh, New Dream Evil. It's pretty cool. That's had quite a few players around this house. Uh, Dying Fetus. Wrong one to fuck with. Mainly for the album title and just <laughs> the brutal brutality of those tunes. Yeah. I haven't probably listened to it enough, though, for it to make the list. New- yeah, they don't ever change in a good way. Since, <laughs> since they kind of found that formula, they're fucking killing it. Yeah. Black Dahlia Murder had a decent one. Yeah, I didn't mind um, that. Yeah, it's more oh, just the sound and the musicianship of that album, rip and shredding, but in terms of the actual songs, not overly memorable, I find. Yeah. Cool okay. to watch live probably and, and all that, but yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, and a couple other ones. Belfagor had a few listens mm-hmm. to that. It was pretty cool. New Septic Flesh is pretty good. Compared to their last effort, this one's real good. Corporate Birth had a new one. I don't know if I've even heard it, to be honest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that didn't stick with me. I enjoyed, I hated it, enjoyed it, and then forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Cool. And King Parrot had one. That's pretty good. No, I haven't listened to that yet. Wow, man. Just hearing you read that <sighs> yeah. out makes me just wonder what I've been doing for the last 12 months. It also makes you wonder, like, how are you supposed to make an impact as a band when there's that much shit coming out every year from all these, like, big-name bands? But the, yep, absolutely. But also, how are you supposed to cultivate a list mm. of best albums of the year when fucking hell, for one, I've heard some of that shit before and it's just going, oh, that's right. I probably could have filled this list up with 2017ers. But guess what? <laughs> Your honorable mentions, for me personally, don't beat my top five. No. Like, I, the reason that that's my top five is because that's what I was listening to in 2017. Fair call. Yeah. I like it. So, my honourable mentions, annoyingly enough, um, you know, something like Pelorian, I just kind of forgot about because that was right at the start of the year. But yeah, it didn't grab me as much as it grabbed you. I was um, still on a, and still am on an Agalock kick, you know, I prefer the sounds of Agalock, but whatever, that was cool. Um, I didn't mind the new Paradise Lost. Mm, I thought I it was- I heard it. Yeah, interesting. It's like- there are moments on it where if that was the whole album, I'd be like, yeah, this is music that I dig. But, yeah, a lot to like about it, actually. So, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I know there's one other 2017 album that I 
intended to write down didn't and have now forgotten what it was, but that was an honorable mention. There was oh, what's one of those bands that Nettie Noodle listens to? Um, Mare Cognitum. That was oh yeah, that was almost not the one I'm thinking of, but yep, enjoyed that. Havu Krunu had a new one, oh, and that was pretty good because I listened to that one uh, a couple of days over a weekend. I remember a few months ago. It was pretty good, but it's just a bit random music, I know. <laughs> um, for me, other weird shit that this year I've only just discovered was that Talk Talk Spirit of Eden album oh, yeah. from like 1980-whatever, six maybe, seven, I, I don't really remember. Even cranked that just the other night while I was unpacking my house. That was pretty cool for me this year, and I'll still listen to that more. Um, huge, huge honourable mention struggling not to make the top five list was Evil Empire by Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> An album that I really liked the self-titled Rage when I was in school and never really got Evil Empire. Yep. Uh, except for, you know, Balls on Parade and a couple of other ones. But yeah, that, that album took me by storm mm-hmm. um, in the last few months of the year. And Again, a lot of it for me is these days hearing all this modern metal production, not to harp on about hashtag recording, 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 but like I'm really missing the sound of real instruments. Like I guess that's what is nice about going to a live gig, but the trouble these days is like everyone's using digital dick amps, triggers, fucking bass, um, you know, straight into a DI or reamping fucking backing tracks and all this kind of shit. And it's just... I'm sort of losing touch with what music is. So I, so, I started for a lot of years listening more for like, I guess, the perceived heaviness and the maybe the songwriting or the way it makes me feel or something like that. But um, yeah, when I stick on something like Evil Empire and hear a fucking drum kit in a room that is just undeniably a person playing it, it's it's got a real interesting effect that it has on me, yep. especially as a drummer. And, um, yeah, a huge difference between the two sets we played Friday and Saturday this week is that Friday in Perth triggered kick drums. In order to have the triggers work good, you got to crank up your bass drum. It's unnatural to play it like that. feels weird. Mm-hmm. But, man, you can rip the kicks on it. Like, felt really good to play. Next night in Bunbury, really classic low-tuned kick drum. Felt cool to play in a different way. Really challenging to play double bass on, but yeah, I think that's another reason I really enjoyed it because it just okay. felt like it just such a, you know, you slam and you're more like a rock drummer from the nineties something. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's very interesting, and so yep. when people can capture that on a recording, it really tickles my balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just having a look in Spotify because they pump out your top songs of 2017, the ones I've played the most. God, Spotify kicks up. At the top of the list, Claim the Throne on Desolate Plains. Of course. Forgot about that album coming out last year. Espionage EP, who are a band from Melbourne who we're playing with. And, yeah, don't know why I've been listening to that so much, but it is good. Surprises me, though. Insomnium, Winter's Gate, I listen to shitloads. And also the new Haunted album, which is a bit hit and miss. Doesn't even make the honourable mentions. Really? Strangely enough. Strangely even with their yeah. good vocals and news. Oh, and uh, King of Asgard, I listen to a lot. And you listen to it that much and it, like, for it to be right up there. Oh, it's, yeah, I'm scrolling through a bit quicker. But I did, yeah, because I want to like it a lot. And there's a few songs yeah, that I do you. like it a lot off that album, but as an album as a whole, nah. Shit lyrics. Crazy Town, The Gift of Game. <laughs> <laughs> the Gift of Game. 
Um, some uh, things I don't get a top like what you listen to the most this year, which really sucks. Like I wish Apple would just do some of those mm. cool fan things like that. But the way I cultivate my sort of artist list on, I delete shit that I'm not listening to, um, and I just keep it down to the basics. And of that list that's in there that I haven't already mentioned, we're talking. Listen to a lot of that Deathspell Omega. Oh yeah, yeah. EP drought. Surprised yep. that didn't make my list. Mm-hmm. Um, also, got back into Tool in a major yeah, way. Man, my uh, album of the week. Yeah, Undertow. yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Really enjoying that stuff. Um, this one should have made my top list and definitely should have mentioned it honourably. But Ahab, of course, mm. Boats of the Glen Carrig. I believe that made my top list. Whatever year that came out, twenty fifteen. Yeah, 2015. That definitely made my top three right. Probably 2016 as well. Yeah, but <laughs> but it just got there because of Ahab and I love the giant so much. Whereas this year, I really unlocked the secrets of that album. Of the Glen Carrig. Yeah, and being also in the studio they recorded in and like, oddly hearing like hearing it, mm-hmm. hitting a snare drum and just hearing Ahab was a very bizarre experience. <laughs> that was really cool. And... Um, the other one that I didn't mention was that's all I got. Claim the throne, click tracks for the love set. <laughs> most, most plays. <laughs> oh, brutal. Cool. Mm. Oh, that's pretty good. I like talking metal and other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard, you know, when you tell me like the new Moore's Principium Est is really good. I go like. I never liked Moore's Principium S, like not as a band that I regularly listen to. So is it worth my time listening to Probably the not. No. It's probably going to be the same thing. It is the same thing, yeah. What's crazy is it doesn't discount that it's a good album. You know what I mean? But um, it might be one of those ones where you listen to it and you go, oh, maybe I don't mind this actually. Exactly. Yeah, and sa- same with Decapitated. Like, yeah, I never didn't like Decapitated. I was just never the biggest fan. Hmm. So, yeah, when all the, and that's what I mean about going to websites and finding out what's coming out. If it's all the bands that you already know and you've already made an opinion on them, whether you love it or hate it or, you know, are not fussed about it, it's difficult to get inspired by new music. That's Mm. why I have a real trouble doing it. Yeah. I mean, things like the new Decapitated, even if you're not into them, you might appreciate the guitar tone or some shit like that. Yeah. Or, you know, that band when we interviewed Ian, we walked in and he was playing Dawn. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, man, I thrashed Dawn for <laughs> yeah. like a few months. Was that this year that we interviewed him, 2017? Is that the year before? I think it might be the year before. Okay. We should use Ian as our curator. Tell yeah. us what to listen to each yeah, year. Yeah, we should do. I'll definitely do that. I would like to do an episode with Ian with his top 10 albums ever. Oh, my God. Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, we can. Great. Great. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to a sleep cast, hopefully, and bustle cast. Sleep cast, bustle cast. Maybe both in the same day would be good. Get real drunk. Yeah, yeah, it would be good. Actually, that would that's a great idea. <laughs> um, if we do it at my house, at least we know Tim's next door. Done. Yeah. Um, and, obviously, Al Smith podcast. A lot to talk to him about, man. Mm. He's got his new product or newish product now, the Subkick. 01, which I purchased <laughs> for the release date. I feel cool about that. Um, yeah, and I think he's just like selling shitloads of them, which is a pretty interesting um, side note. If anyone <laughs> wants a subkick out there, go and look at Dr. Alien Smith musical equipment for sale on reverb.com. Um, yeah, some cool shit that I'm just keen to do. And I can't believe we've done 100 episodes. We finally fucking got there. 
And really good stats in that episode too. I like that you'd gathered all that and seeing how we'd just magically ramped up this year. I don't know how that why. wasn't magic. Yeah, you made that happen, eh? I made that happen partially living in the burbs and having nothing else to do, not being distracted by the city. Yep. Um, and the other half of it was desperately wanting to make 100 episodes this year because we always say it every year, oh, we're going to do a fucking an episode every week. And then this year we busted our asses to try and mm. we got like 35 or 36 or something like that. So we still dropped short. We stopped short 12 weeks of the year, which if I was a teacher, that would be my holidays, 12 yeah. weeks off. So this year, yeah, I guess no no crazy things about getting to fucking episode 150. If we hit a another half ton, I'd, I'd be amazed. Could almost do one per day in Sydney on our days off. Yeah, but like you said, um, quantity over quality, obviously. Um, some of them, some of them were real guineas, I reckon. Yeah, I did get some less than positive feedback regarding the episode where we talked about the new album concept. Exactly, yeah, episode ninety nine. Uh, look, I won't call. Uh, yeah, I definitely won't call out their name, Smitty, but I will say that they did say episode one hundred was a big redeem redemption. Oh, okay, from ninety nine, yeah. Smitty, yeah. Yes, Stu McGill, I won't say his name on air. Yeah. Um, also had some disparaging things to say about episode 99. Yeah. But you know what the tough one? I wasn't really particularly into that. Let's go inside the actor's studio here. Um, we Usually when I pull out the phone, it's a, I pull it out and no one knows. And yep. we just talk and it's good. This time, it was obvious that it was out. And I think that... Like, we were treating it more like a podge, whereas, like, I'd rather just sit down and fucking chat on the couch about stuff like this. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Didn't quite work for me either. But anyway, you've got to try those way. things. It's different ideas yeah. and stuff. And the whole idea of this podge really is to just capture what we're yeah. up to as a band. And, and that, that's what, that's what it is. Good. That yeah. was. Because that's actually what we were doing. We were just sitting around drinking, talking shit. Yeah. This year, I would like to, even if we're in Sydney doing pub crawls, I would like them to be fucking quality. And that's why, let's say something like Japan, definitely could have been five podcasts, right, in terms of length, good length on it. But, um, yeah, cutting it down to the stuff that was just yeah. nice, to, well, funny to listen back to as just me enjoying memories. Yep. That's how I'll probably treat Sydney as well. I mean, even... Like, I'm just saying, we can, we'll wake up in the same house with nothing to do one day. We can podge, perhaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of that in that Japan yeah. podge. That I really enjoyed that Japan podge, actually. Yeah, that's good. Cool. The end. Anything else? No, nothing no. else. You've been listening to anything besides your top five albums of twenty. Oh, I think we just went over like a million things. I mean, Last like night I was listening to, to um, the end of the thing. Oh, well, yesterday on my way home from the city on the train drunk, I was listening to Carnival Thamata. And oh, then by the really? time I got home, that led me to Tool Undertow. Ah. Um, so, is this suggested the song Thermata or the album? The album. Um, so, you're shuffling albums and suggesting albums to you? No, it? no. It just got me in the mood for something. And by the yeah. time Thermata finished, I was like, what else do I feel like listening to? And then I thought of that myself because Tool aren't on Spotify. Yeah. So, which is actually amazing. They've held off this whole time. I can't mm. think of another artist that isn't on there. 
So yeah, I've, yeah, I've still got the CDs. Bust them out; they're all fucking scratched and yeah. jumping, which reminds me why CDs are fucked. You want to know something? Yes. I threw my R2 CD in the bin when I moved house because it's <laughs> so fucked. But did find undertone vinyl. Oh yeah, that I can't remember buying. I think I got it from Dada. I was fucking mm. years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, crazy shit. What is a song we could play at the end? Off Undertow? Fuck, why not? Hey? Yeah. Well, the song Undertow is pretty good. What, what were you Yeah, I can't think of all the song titles to be honest. Some doomy shit. Oh, yeah. What, what oh, the end of. It's the end of Sober. And I actually don't even like the song Sober. I think it was. Yeah, the end of it. My Lemon. You Look So Precious Now. Yeah. You look yeah. So Precious. Yeah, I thought that was quite... Or is that Prison Sex? Maybe it's Prison Sex, which I do like. Yeah, I do as well. Prison Sex is real cool. Um, That'd be a cool song to play. Done. Yeah, the end of Prison Sex is very... Because it's down-tuned, that one string so much. You know that. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that is good. All right. For anyone who doesn't know about Tool, they are a band Mm. formed in, I don't know... 2017. Yeah. Um, Members... Greg. Um, I don't know. Greg Blewett. Mark Taylor. Tubi Taylor. Yeah. Hitachi uh, Taylor. Fujitsu Taylor. Ricky Grace. <laughs> and Stu McGill. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next year. Bye.